Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay! Oh, I don't think I'll ever get tired of saying that little intro. I feel like, you know, when you go to your local coffee shop that you love, and you, this sounds so corny, but you order, you know, your coffee, your tea, whatever you got, and you just know that when you consume <laughs> that beverage or that croissant, whatever it is that you're going to feel better. You're going to feel good. You're going to feel energized, comforted, happy in some way. This is how I feel sharing with you all. So thank you so much for listening and being a part of this and leaving voicemails. Oh, there's so many good voicemails. Love, love, love. So today I want to begin to dive into the topic, the big topic of success. Dump, dump, dump. This is probably going to be a two-parter or re-come back and visit and that kind of thing, but it's such a big topic. But I really want to share, first off, my journey with success, what success means to me, and a few lessons I've learned along the way to maybe entertain you, first of all. You can laugh at me a little bit, (laughs) feel better by laughing and maybe, you know, help you not make the same mistakes I did, make different ones, better ones, this kind of a thing. And we can compare notes. I love this idea. I don't know how this entered my experience of my life, but along the way of practicing yoga in this way where you know, you feel better, you feel connected to yourself. My whole kind of reason for wanting to share yoga in this non-rigid way is I started thinking about everything possible in relationship to feeling. And I started asking myself, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? Instead of what do I want? What things do I want? What successes do I want? What impact do I want to have? Some things are obvious. I want to be able to pay my rent. (laughs) I want to, uh, you know, have health, this kind of a thing. But for me, we'll get there maybe this time, maybe another time to at least my ideas about 
success and financial stability kind of a thing. And for me, when I first started teaching yoga, leading yoga, getting opportunities, I was still doing lots of other things for fun, first of all, because I enjoyed them. Some of them gave me a little bit of money to go toward my rent. (laughs) Some of them did not. Yoga gave me a little bit of money to go toward my rent. Some yoga gigs did not. And I didn't really worry about it too much because I love working. I love doing. I don't care if I'm working at Pizza Hut or teaching a yoga class. If I'm at Pizza Hut, I'm probably going to be doing some sort of a yoga class. (laughs) It was my first job in high school at Pizza Hut. Loved it, loved it, loved it because it was such a great opportunity to practice how I want to be around a group of people doing a specific thing. And that specific thing was really simple, you know, make pizzas for people who call in and want pizzas and come in and want pizzas. But it's a huge opportunity. I was the phone girl on the boxes and I could come in and I noticed that at eight o'clock at night, everybody went into a panic. So I could fold all the boxes and have, have things ready for the waitresses and start to get their appetizers lined up because I anticipate the people coming in are going to want the same appetizers. I can start to pour the drinks, you know, even though it's not in my job description, I can, you know, organize things for other people because I have extra time and energy in my little role. And then guess what? It goes better for them, but it goes better for me too. People aren't panicking around me and that's ultimately good. (laughs) So I think about that experience as the same experience that I have pretty much every day now. So what started to happen for me with leading yoga is I started experiencing sort of a soulful idea of success that I wasn't experiencing doing other things that were fun or exciting or interesting or, you know, whatever. Like dancing on stilts, loved it, really grateful for that. Not a soul connection for my life, you know, in that way. Doing TV commercials, love it, grateful for that. Again, not a soulful connection for my life, except when I've had the opportunities after I started getting known for yoga to do TV things about yoga, then, oh my gosh, the holy grail of this is what I love to do. (laughs) I'm a big ham and I can talk about yoga or share something about yoga and share that on camera or with people in person or however that goes. So the yoga thing really stuck, not because yoga is yoga, but because of how I felt about it. And I think this is really so common with success and something that's so easy to lose sight of. And for me, this feeling that success brings is you take success out of the occasion, equation, occasion, (laughs) and come back to the feeling. So when I would lead people through yoga and they would say, oh, I feel better. Oh, I quit my job. Oh, I found a new job, thankfully. (laughs) I got out of this bad relationship and I feel good to be single or I found a great relationship or whatever it is. And they can kind of relate it back to doing yoga in this way. I feel, oh my gosh, I helped this person in some simple way that I can feel good about. I don't need to, you know, take credit for, but I can feel really good that I 
was a part of that process for somebody. And to me, that's the beginning, the middle and end of success. There was a girl, this was a while ago, one of these street um, confrontations stuck with me. There's so many good ones. I'm so lucky. But there's a girl who's young, came up to me. She was walking with her mom. She's probably, if I had to guess, 14, 15, 16, young, like wouldn't be out on her own. Came up to me, I was walking with Mike and said, oh my gosh, it's Tara Styles." And I'm thinking, oh, hi, how are you? And maybe it's somebody that notices me from a book or a video or a project or whatever it is. And usually it's, oh, cool. You know, I, I've done yoga with your videos, your DVD. I've been to the studio, whatever it is. This girl shared with me that she had read Make Your Own Rules Diet and it really connected with her and it really started helping her through something. And she just started to open up to me right there in that moment, very quickly on the street. And her mother turned to me and said, who are you and how do you know my daughter? (laughs) And I just felt in that moment, oh my goodness, I hope that they have that conversation with each other because that book was about healing your relationship to nourishing yourself, moving away from self-abuse, from protecting yourself against bad things that have happened to you and reclaiming your basic ability to feel good and take care of yourself. That's what that book was about. So in that moment when this girl was telling me, oh, I loved that book. And I got that reaction a lot out of that book. I didn't kind of expect that, but it started to happen. I thought, wow, this is really cool that this girl in her room, you know, the mother didn't even know that she had ordered this book. She hides it under her bed, apparently, she told me. I said, you really need to have this conversation with your mom. Or not, but I just felt like, wow, this might have helped her through something. She feels something big about this, enough to see me on the street and say, hey, hi. She didn't want a picture, which I thought was so cool, you know. A lot of the me getting recognized on the street or in the airport or whatever started to happen in the beginning of social media. It was sort of like people still didn't care so much about their feed being a certain way or whatever. So you would just take a picture with someone and hey, and then post it and share it and a great way to kind of connect and share in the world. So I'm always so grateful when somebody comes up and says hi to me because it means usually, (laughs) not all the time, but usually that I've helped them in some small way. I was walking to the studio once and there was a girl running across the street and I just kind of looking at her like, wow, that's so cool. She's out running, taking good care of herself. I just had this moment of looking at her and she saw me and says, I love you, Tara Styles. I love your yoga videos. (laughs) I thought, oh my gosh, yeah, let's do this. So those moments are so fun. And that little girl in me kind of always wanted that, to be honest. That's the that's the big prize for me. That's that little bit greedy, I suppose, little bit consumerism. That's my handbag. You know, that's my, yay, look, I did a good job. Somebody said hi to me on the street. Somebody asked for a picture. Somebody says that they felt good in that way. So 
I don't necessarily need that to feel good about myself, but those are the little moments that do something really uniquely special to me for sure. And sometimes it's really funny. I'll be walking with Mike on the street and someone will say, oh, can I get a picture? And I'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. So I'll take their phone and hold it up for a selfie. And they're like, what are you doing? I want you to take a picture of me. And (laughs) they won't know who I am at all, which is great. So it's such a good check of, okay, Tara, get it together. (laughs) And I'm lucky. I'm not, you know, a super famous person where everywhere I go, it's people know who I am. It's a, it's a specific group of people out in the world. So if someone knows who I am and comes up to me, I'm, I'm super grateful because they feel good. And I had some tiny part of that. And that's good for me too. That's good for my well-being to know that. So thank you if you've ever come up to me on the street or after a yoga class or anything like that. I do love it. I don't want to be left alone. <laughs> don't leave me alone. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, thank you for all of that. That's nice. And uh, no pressure. If you see me, you don't, I'm not going to flip out <laughs> if, if nobody recognizes me in a day, a week, a month. It's okay. But those are the little things that I, I kind of secretly enjoy. And that's maybe a little confession, I suppose, about success. But I love that. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> but getting a little bit more deep about success and the challenges. So when things started to open up a bit more, opportunity-wise, momentum starts. And I think this happens for a lot of people that start doing something. It goes well, you get more opportunities. You know, a lot of my opportunities are completely self-directed. I started a studio. Nobody said, hey, Tara Styles, you should start a yoga studio. The world needs this thing. Nobody cared. (laughs) I cared. So I did it. People started coming got opportunities to write blogs. And that led to me knocking on doors to write books that started to go well. That started to lead to DVDs back in the day with celebrities, with actual celebrities <laughs> like Tia Mori, who's amazing. I feel like is my sister, sister from another mama and um, such a beautiful person. Brooklyn Decker, Jane Fonda, Deepak Chopra, my goodness. And Strala started to expand kind of together and and adjacent to my own personal kind of media being out there thing. And I started to kind of have this process that I think I had at Pizza Hut, to be honest, of, okay, this is happening. What else can I do? This is happening. What else can I do? And that's just me. That's getting to know myself. I don't need extra motivation to create. I need a practice to calm myself down. I need a practice to focus, to feel better. So I make as few mistakes as possible so I don't end up destroying myself or creating destruction everywhere I go. I want to create calm and ease and harmony where I go. So these are my kind of bigger goals. I know it sounds so like froofy, may all beings be happy and free, but that's really not it at all. It's just, I want to walk around and the air, the people that I come into contact with, I want to not make their lives worse. (laughs) If I can help them feel a little bit better, then that's nice. 
want to create less suffering in the world, essentially, through this easygoing way of yoga that I love and will never tire of, (laughs) for sure. So something else happens on the way of success. And this is where I want to share that it gets super messy and not fun and frustrating is things start to go really well. And I want to share this, so many stories, my gosh, so many embarrassing stories. But here's a story where things were going so well that they were going terribly at the same time. So I was jetting around the world, leading Strala trainings, doing book signings, partnerships, blah, blah, blah. Everything looks so fancy. I'm presented fancy in the media. People take nice looking pictures of me. I'm grateful to have my picture taken in a nice looking way. All of these things, right? So I go to Paris for like the fourth time that year or something like that. And there's a gym there that has decided that they want to have Strala in all of their gyms across Paris. And this is super cool for me. I'm like, yes, expansion, all of these things. More people are leading Strala. This is great because people can feel good through me as a guide, but I can't guide everyone, nor do I want to guide everyone. You know, you want your local person that lives near you that you feel comfortable with to lead you in a yoga class. I can come in and honestly be the spectacle. Oh, there she is. Ha ha ha. (laughs) You know, and hang around and, you know, do some trainings, some classes. Then I go to the next place, you know, the wind, wherever the wind blows me kind of a thing. So I go to Paris and I'm there that time to do a follow-up workshop with guides that I had trained to kind of check in, see what they're doing, see what they need, like a little maintenance uh, meeting essentially. So I come in and there's this big group of people there And something weird happened to me, which was I didn't recognize a lot of them. And I thought for a moment, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. I need to see a doctor. Something's happening. I'm about to have some sort of a collapse. And then I thought, maybe I'm not. Maybe I just don't know these people. So I remember going up to one gal and my friend Julie was there translating because there wasn't a lot of same language being spoken. And my French is not that good. I can almost lead a yoga class in French, inspire, expire, adroit, a gauche, that kind of a thing. Working on it. So I asked this girl when she did her Strala training and she said she did it last year with so-and-so. And at that point I said, oh gosh, something is really wrong. So now to this day, present day, we have other guides, leading Strala trainings. And and this kind of thing takes time to do well, you know, and I'm not talking about like from the business side, oh, you need to, you know, have a certain size to do other things from just a technique, from a movement perspective, which is where my real expertise, if any lies, is how do you share something to someone in a way where it feels so comfortable for them that they can go and share that to somebody else and then teach people how to share that to other people as well. So it's a big deal to be able to lead a training in something. So I find out that somebody who I've trained had been asked by this gym chain to go and start leading Strala teacher trainings without my permission, without Mike's permission, without the proper paperwork, all of these things. And here it was, all of these people that I'd never met before had already been out there in the wild leading Strala yoga classes. So I said, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as I'm fearing. And I just changed my idea of the workshop altogether. I said, why don't somebody come up and lead five minutes 
of a class. And then I realized it was worse than I thought. <laughs> they had thought that this other instructor that Strala was this glamorous way of yoga where you just do whatever you want and then you pose and you take a selfie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my worst nightmare. It's kind of what somebody might think if they looked at a few pictures of me in a magazine once and then came up with a yoga style around that kind of a thing, which is not what Strala is. Strala is moving from the middle softly. There's a lot to it. It's challenging to lead it. It's challenging to do it. It looks effortless, but this is how things are. So the moment that I'm not super proud of is I end up, you know, it's not these people's fault. I'm not mad at them. I'm just horrified and annoyed and really angry. So I end up leading a workshop trying to kind of catch people up to what Strala is so they can, you know, go back and do their job and I can clean up the pieces and I don't want anybody to get fired because they're getting paid to lead Strala classes at this gym. So that's not my intention at all. So I leave and I I find who the the suit essentially is that I can talk to. So I get invited to dinner by the the top executive, whatever. We go to this nice place, you know, they knew, they know they've done something wrong. They're taking me to a fancy restaurant. (laughs) I start to drink, which is not good for me. (laughs) I'm not an alcoholic. As far as I know, I don't drink at all. I haven't drank in a long time, but I do like to drink occasionally socially. I haven't been social in over two years. So there's been no alcohol in my life at all. And that's been great too. But this was a long time ago. So I started to have a few drinks And I'm not drunk, but I feel that kind of like, yeah, I tell us what's on my mind. And I just lose it. I lose it and I freak out. And this person had done something wrong. They had taken Strala and stole it essentially and franchised it at their club without the proper time and process to do that. So I corrected that, but I I blew up. I yelled. I basically threw a glass at somebody. (laughs) Not good. And I'm so embarrassed because everything in my life led up to that moment of feeling that way. And it's only my own fault. It's not my fault that somebody did the things that they did and took Strala and blah, blah, blah. It's my fault how I reacted to it. So eventually we worked it out. (laughs) Everything got smoothed over with that particular club and that instance and all of these things. And, but I'm not proud of what I did in the moment. I'm definitely embarrassed, even still, for sure. And there's so many stories like that. So I bring this up because the more busy and the more successful I became, the more things suck, the more things feel crap. And however, if I can do my job right, my job of taking care of myself, the more I can navigate this storm. So for me, success is like being on a boat and you've had all this time and practice to learn how to steer the boat and row the boat and sail the boat and all these things. The storm comes, what do you do? How do you navigate? So I'm proud on one hand of myself, not for that moment and a lot of other similar moments, but the fact that I don't react badly as often now. I feel more connected to 
the feeling of success, of calm, of ease, of peace. Success is a feeling. It's not the stuff. It's not the global dominance. It's not the expansion. It's not being everywhere. Those things can happen with luck, with momentum, with a lot of luck, (laughs) with uh, privilege, of course. And with momentum (laughs) and luck. And it's those three things, I think, over and over and over and over. You're doing something, so you get more opportunities to do it. You know, the work is the reward. And then that compounds on top of the next thing and adds up to the next thing and adds up to the next thing. And then you get lucky and somebody shows up that says, hey, what about this? What about that? And then you're privileged to be there because of your whole life history and how you got to this place in the first place. And then momentum and luck and privilege, momentum and luck and privilege around and around we go. So knowing that sort of cycle of success, momentum and luck and privilege, hopefully is a little bit easier to take yourself out of it a little bit and to stay connected to how you want to feel. For me, I want to feel calm. I want to feel at ease. I want to feel peaceful. If I can help someone else feel that way, that also happens to be the thing that I do. So I feel super lucky for that. You know, it's not like I'm selling shoes, although who knows, maybe we'll have Strala shoes someday. (laughs) I get excited about everything. Not that I'm selling shoes and also want to feel calm and peaceful. You know, maybe Tom's does that really well. They make shoes in a sustainable way and then they give back and all these things. But, But for me, how I want to feel is directly related to the thing that I do for myself and for others. So holy grail of momentum, luck and privilege and passion for sure. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I want to play a voicemail and just see what we come up with. I think this one has to do with career and success, but I'm not sure. Mike told me that it might. So who knows? Let's have a listen. Hi, Tara. It's Kasia from Poland. I just wanted to tell you that uh, just a few minutes ago, I just finished my first uh, Strala yoga class and I was leading this in my office for the first time. And they love it and they love the class. And they told me like, if I will be leading these classes in the office, they will be coming here even more cheerful. So I just wanted to share my my joy and my gratitude and everything that, yeah, Strala is spreading in Krakow, in Poland. So I'm super happy and yeah, and it, it was awesome. So take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Kasha. Oh. Okay. That was kind of the perfect message. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kasha. That's success to me. It really sums up all of the embodiment of that. For me, I want to feel at calm, at calm, (laughs) like it's a destination, at peace. I can do that by sharing what I do. I've understood through time and application of that, that I can feel that even more and be more useful, hopefully, by teaching other people how to do that as well. I love that. It's just such a part of what makes me up with my dance background and movement and teaching and pedagogy and all of these things that are just a part of me since I've been born, essentially. So learning more about the nuts and bolts of how to teach somebody how to do the thing that you're doing, right? There's a lot to it. And then being good at that. I can do that. I'm actually really good at that. And knowing that I can help Kasha and then Kasha can help everybody at her office. And this is everything to me. I love sharing with people that you don't need to go and fit in at your local yoga studio. If you want to go and lead a class there, awesome. You know, that's super great. That's a way in for sure. But whatever's going on with you, there's an opportunity to do the thing. And for us with the yoga thing, go into your work. If you have a job, you know, Kasha, I mean, we talk about this in training, so I know that's how she figured that out for herself. But you've got people there and they feel stuck and they feel tight and they feel stressed and they're busy and they're working toward a common goal. Sounds like the perfect opportunity for a yoga class. (laughs) Not any yoga class but a yoga in a way that feels joyful and connected. And I love that right after Kasha led that class, they said, oh, are you going to be doing this more? We want more. That's success. We want more. More feeling. More feeling. More connected. More goodness. Yay. (laughs) It's not the stuff. It's not the house, the car, the handbag, the clothes, the whatever. It's the feeling. And if you stay connected with the feeling, I'm guessing that you'll make less mistakes with the stuff, if that makes sense. You'll know that it's not the stuff. You need some stuff to survive, but you won't get lost in the goal of the stuff. Your financial goals will be more aligned with your feeling goals. And this is everything. This is the kind of secret to the universe. (laughs) How you want to feel healing that relationship toward sustainability with your give and take in the world. Healing your relationship with imposter syndrome. You won't have imposter syndrome if you're doing what you love to do. And you don't worry about who's doing it better, who's doing it worse. There's no one doing the thing that you're doing because you're you. You can't be an imposter of yourself. That's, I don't know, it's probably a mental illness for sure. So imposter syndrome doesn't need to exist. Burnout doesn't need to exist. Doesn't mean that it won't happen, (laughs) but 
if it happens, knowing that it doesn't need to exist, it's not part of the process. It doesn't have to be something you revisit often. Stay connected to how you want to feel. And you'll do the right things. You'll do the right actions that align with how you want to feel. So for me, you know, there is no formula. When I started getting more momentum, I kind of created a little bit of a formula based on the things that I love to do. So I love writing. I've always loved writing. I mean, I wrote a story in first grade about a bathtub filled with green jello that ended up taking over the town, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So I always loved writing. So writing articles, writing books, when people say yes, you need someone to say yes, if you want to write a book. But now you don't. I mean, I have so many friends that self-publish and you can self-publish and have your book in real stores now, which is super cool. You can make a real book. It doesn't need to be only an ebook, although ebook is great too. So there's many ways to do all of the things without waiting for somebody to say, yes, I pick you. I agree with you. All of these things. That's, that's the hard part in a certain way. But you can't make that happen either. So again, luck, momentum, privilege. It has nothing to do with you. Just keep doing the things and see what happens. And I think something that saved me is whatever's going on, whether it's a self-directed project or something that came to me, dropped in my lap, thank you. I kind of take it and look around. What can I do? What can I do? How can I help? Do I enjoy this? What's possible from here? Staying busy in a good way, a good kind of busy. It was really cool. So more and more and more and more will happen. Of course, as long as you're alive, more will happen. But what's going to determine your success is how you feel. You can be the most wealthy person in the world. You know, we all know these statistics. Money doesn't lead to happiness. You know, there's a famous Jim Carrey quote, I wish everyone was able to experience being wealthy and famous so they could see that it's not the point at all. And it's a hard thing to relate to because Jim Carrey is like, whoa, I mean, come on. But it's true. And we, we kind of just got to trust him, you know, <laughs> got to trust that. And we all experience that. When things were busy, 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 busy for me in the beginning of my busyness, that first, okay, we're going around the wonder wheel. I was my least happiest. I was excited for the momentum. I was grateful for it, but I had the least amount of inner peace. I needed to take a step back from that and figure out how to navigate that storm so I could put myself back in to the wonder wheel of busyness. You know, I didn't want to just stop and do nothing. I wanted to redirect myself toward a better way. So hopefully that's helpful, useful. Happy to keep this going, share more embarrassing stories of <laughs> success and panic and sort of all of these things because they're plenty. But I want to leave you with a nice meditation about inviting that feeling in to make a home in you, how you want to feel. So we can really organize our actions around that. 
And when you don't feel good, come back to how you want to feel, organize your actions. It's not about just thinking yourself toward the life you want, right? It's about doing the things based on the feeling you want. And that's pretty cool. It'll keep you, I know it's kept me better, <laughs> kept me more well, these things, and, and helped my work be more impactful. And that's worth sharing. All right. So find an easy place here to be comfortable, actually be comfortable. Bring your feet on the floor, sit on the sofa, in the car, wherever you are. I love that people listen to this in the car. So cool. Let me know where you're listening and what you're doing so I can have you in my mind. So cool. Start to notice your breath moving through you. Notice how you feel right now in simple language with yourself. Maybe it's a little bit stuck in your back, a little bit tired, a little bit overstimulated, a little bit whatever. Notice how you feel right now. Ask yourself, how do you want to feel? And this can be more than one feeling. You can have as many feelings as you want. You don't need to be a minimalist with your feelings. <laughs> have them all. It's a buffet. Maybe more calm, more ease, seen. Nothing wrong with wanting to be seen. We all want to be seen. That's natural wanting to be appreciated, wanting to feel connected, wanting to feel useful, wanting to feel joyful, wanting to feel well and energetic, or something else. Invite that feeling right in, right to your center, let it make a home in you. Imagine that feeling working its way through your bloodstream and outside of you radiating like a big star, strala radiating light. Notice that feeling being a part of you and also connecting, interacting with the world around you, with the people around you. Allowing yourself to be grounded, tethered by this feeling. Watch your breath move through you. A big inhale. Long exhale. When you're ready, gently open your eyes. Pretty good, right? That little meditation, I suppose. 
connected feeling moment. That's really the software toward success, at least something that I use. Everything else is the details. <laughs> Deepak said something really cool at um, Jason and Colleen's conference, Mind Body Green. They, they're our best friends for a long time. So Jason and Colleen's conference. Jason and Colleen gave Deepak this avocado award, you know, this sort of person of the year. <laughs> very, very cool. And I told Jason, I was like, he's going to give a talk if you ask him, but it'll be about 30 seconds. (laughs) So don't plan for longer unless you want to tell him, please talk for longer. But I know him and I, I, I respect him so much. And I just love all of these little quirks about him. And I see them in myself as well. I think that's why we love other people because we recognize ourselves and we recognize our potential and how good we can be. And Deepak came up on the stage with his avocado award holding it. And he said, I didn't do any of this. I went along for the ride. And then he left. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Such a good speech. I didn't do any of this. I went along for the ride. And something so powerful in that is the simplicity of connecting to your feeling, how you want to feel, connecting to that purpose in that way. Letting go of the distractions because there doesn't need to be any distractions. They're phony, sort of around the edges. Stay in the center of you with your feeling and create your actions around that. How cool. So let me know how it goes. Let me know what you think of this episode. If you'd like to hear more of my specific, embarrassing, non-embarrassing stories of success, I'm happy to share. Maybe we can do an episode where I just (laughs) spill the gossip on myself a little bit. That's always fun. But really, some of that is useful and some of that is just fun in a way. If I can share a story, even with myself, reflecting and find the value in it, then that's a story worth sharing for sure. So thanks for being here. Thanks for putting up with me. Take good care and see you soon. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.